Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Come on, side, side, side. What up, everybody? Said lover, welcome to Come On, Son, the podcast. How's everybody doing? This episode I call The Parent Trap and More. First and foremost, to all the parents out there, we are failing our kids miserably. We are. I see a divide in the way we're raising our children and the way our children were raised and the way we were raised by our parents. I'm talking about the 50 plus. I'm talking 40 plus, 30 plus, 20 plus, all the way down to 17, 18, or 15, 16, however old you are when you have your children. We're failing our children miserably. And I'm going to tell you what the problem is. The problem is discipline. If you don't have discipline, you don't understand that there are consequences to your actions. I understood that at a very early grave. I mean, age, excuse me, not grave, I'm still alive. My parents totally believed in spare the rod, spoil the child. My parents totally believed in if you want it, earn toward it. The necessities that were given to me were solid. The foundation of life that was given to me and my brothers and my sisters was solid. In order for me to explain this further to you, let me give you a little background on me. I am the child of James and Viola Roberts. When my mother met my dad, my mother had two children, my older brothers, Kelvin and Larry. This was not known to me till a long time in my life. Probably, shoot, I was probably in my late teens when I found out that we didn't have the same father. My mother met my father, then she had me, and then she had my sister Sonia. So of my father's biological children, I am the oldest and my sister is the youngest. He had two biological children, yet. He raised my brothers, Kelvin and Larry, just like they were his own. 
Never knew it. I never even really thought about why they had different last names than me. They're both Miles, and I'm a Roberts, and my sisters are Roberts. They have two different fathers. All of this stuff I didn't know because all I knew was how we were all treated equally in the house. There's no slight to them from my dad. So the foundation of me growing up was solid. You went to school, you did your chores, you passed your grades, you did your homework, and then you went outside and you hung out with your friends or you earned extra money at a job that you had on the side for things that you really wanted that was outside of my parents' grasp on a regular basis. Now, you see a kid, they don't have any chores. They don't have to do the dishes. They don't have to sweep the floor. They don't have to clean up their room. They don't have to do anything. You see the parents doing it for them, or the parents become so well off that they have a housekeeper that does it. This does not teach your children anything. And your children are learning each and every single day. Learning much faster than I learned. That's because of social media and the internet. Not going outside, not getting any exercise. We're failing our children. The obesity level amongst children is higher than it's ever been. The incarceration rate on children is higher than it's ever been. We are failing our children, and there is a parent trap. When my mother and father was was doing what they was doing, we were latchkey kids. We came home with the key. We stayed in the house or went out in the yard. We didn't let nobody in the house. Well, allegedly. We didn't have nobody in the yard, again, allegedly, because that's what we were told to do and not to do. We were not spoiled kids. If we wanted a bicycle, we would probably put it on the Christmas list, and my parents would bust their hump, paying a mortgage, paying a water bill, a gas bill, a light bill, car notes, insurance, clothes, food, and it would probably be gotten for you for Christmas. More than likely, you was getting that, that bicycle for Christmas. Even if they had to put the bike on layaway and pay on it, you get it for Christmas. You just did not say, I want a bike, and you got a bike. You didn't break your bike and then say, my bike is broke, and my parents went and got you another one. I see that happen. Oh, this bike is messed up. Oh, I left the bike somewhere and somebody stole it without a chain on it. You're not getting another bike. If you want another bike, you can go do some work, cut some grass, shovel some snow. I grew up in New York City. Cut somebody's hedges. Ask somebody, can you pack bags at the supermarket? You're going to get the money to get your own bicycle. If there's some shoes or sneakers that all the kids are wearing, and you already have some, and you want something else, you got to work for it. When the Jordans first dropped, I was already out of high school. I had a job, so I went and got my own Jordans with my money. But best believe my parents were not buying you no Jordans. Not at that price point. Not with all the other bills that they had. You wasn't getting that. Guess what that taught me? How to earn. How to respect money. Derek and Craig Tillman lived directly across the street from me, and their father and mother gave them everything. I mean everything. I'm going to take y'all back, and this is for people that's a little bit older. When bicycles came out, I remember 
They had a, a Huffy bicycle with a double stick shift. I wanted it for Christmas. My parents got it for me for Christmas. To one-up me, they got the choppers. The bicycle with the long fork in the front and the smaller wheel than the back wheel. Then, by the time we got around to getting a chopper, they had mopeds. Then they had a car. Then their parents bought them a van. My dad never bought me a car in my entire life. He couldn't afford to. And plus, that's not something that he was going to do at all. We're in a parent trap. My parents told me, all I want you to do is to be better than me. I want you to have a better life than than the life that I provided for you. Get the best life that you can. Work hard. If you have a talent, utilize your talent. Go for your dreams. You do all of that stuff. And then what do I see? Complaints. It's a parent trap. You damned if you do. You damned if you don't. I have seen multiple, multiple celebrities go through beef with their children behind something that their children did not earn. You try to give them the best, but by giving them the best, we're spoiling them and we're failing them. There's not a single entertainer out there pretty much that I know that has not had some kind of discord or disconnect with their children behind money and fame, myself included. I was called a cheap motherfucker one time because I don't reward bad behavior. I told one of my daughters, if you do right and you do well, I'll buy you a car. Or I cannot believe I'm on the bus. Everybody knows I'm Ed Lover's daughter. What am I doing on the bus? You're on the bus because you ain't got no fucking money. And your money, my money, ain't your money. You didn't earn this money. You have done anything to deserve this money. If you went out and got half of it on your own, I would front you the other half. But no, it was all supposed to be on daddy because daddy was that lover. You see Brian McKnight have problems with his kid. You see Kirk Franklin have problems with his kid. You see, Floyd Mayweather Jr. have problems with his daughter running around having a baby by NBA young boy who has eight or nine other children and then stabbing one of his baby mothers behind it, which, of course, in turn, ended up costing Floyd some money. You see the latest antics of King with T.I. And then after that happened, after he went on different podcasts and tried to make it look like when the show was over, when the lights turned off on the show, that they would ship him back to his grandmother's house and li- as like they didn't want to be bothered with him, like they was offering him off to his grandmother's house. T.I. has a conversation with his son and says, that wasn't like that. You used to hold your breath and turn blue in the face because you wanted to go to your grandmother's house. You would cry because you wanted to go to your grandmother's house. You know what King had to do? He had to admit it. Yeah, that's where I wanted to be. I wanted to be at my grandmother's house because y'all gave me this big, gigantic house. T.I. said, yeah, with a big yard. T.I. was like, yeah, and nothing to do. And T.I. said, well, that's when you're supposed to use your imagination. That's because we went outside, T.I., and they didn't. You see what I'm talking about? Damned if you do, damned if you don't. The parent trap. Now, if T.I. had made nothing of himself whatsoever and Tiny made nothing of herself whatsoever and King and the rest of them had to grow up in Bankhead, and they became 
crack dealers, meth dealers, armed robbers, or something of that sort, when they got jammed up, you know what they would have said? It's my parents' fault because I had to grow up in this fucked up neighborhood. You damned if you do, you damned if you don't. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. I could go deeper into my own personal story, but I don't want to do that because feelings get hurt and then they figure another way of not talking to dad behind something. It's a trap because we did not teach them the value of money. Oh, you weren't there. How can I be there and raise you and provide for you at the same time? How? It's impossible. How can I give you this lifestyle that everybody loves, but they don't love the way you get to the lifestyle? You cannot be home and get this lifestyle. I'm out. I'm on the road. I'm gigging. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. But it's okay to enjoy the money, but it's not okay for you to dig where the money comes from. It's a fucking parent trap. So, where do we where do we draw the line with this? How do we get them to the to the to the point where they understand? I'm gonna tell you the solution that I have, and this is something that I probably should have followed. And the reason why I did not follow it is because I wanted my kids to have an easier life than I did. And that was the mistake. You have to prepare your children for adulthood. And I don't care how much money that you have. Make them learn how to earn it themselves from a very young age. If they want something extra, make them go out and do something to get it. Make them go out. If they want something extra from you, I don't care if it's, hey, dad, um, I have baseball uniform or whatever. I want to play Little League. And you'd be like, okay, you can play Little League. But here's your little, the money for your little league outfit and stuff. Well, Dad, you know I need a glove. Okay, I'm going to need you to go out there and clean that yard up. And when you clean that yard up, I'm going to give you a certain amount of money. You're going to have to earn this glove. You're going to have to earn these, these Jordans. You're going to have to uh, – anything above the basics, let them earn it. And teach them the responsibility of keeping the place clean. Everyone should have a chore list. When your kids get a certain age, they need a chore list. No more early-ass iPhones. Stop using this excuse that I need to know where my kids are. I need my kids to be able to call me if something happens. How many times do your kids actually call you? So why do your kids need the brand-new iPhone 15 titanium? Because everybody else got it? Until your kids are a certain age, I don't think any kids ha should have a cell phone. For what? And when it comes time for them to get that cell phone, let them earn it. We are doing our kids a disservice. I was in the barbershop the other day, and I seen a lady come in because the barbershop and the beauty salon are connected. I saw a lady come in with a little girl, and she had to have a mountain of things to keep this little girl occupied. This little girl just can't sit in her seat and be quiet while you get your hair done. I did it with my mom. Maybe we had a coloring book or something, but all these electronic devices just to keep you quiet so you don't act out, that's what's needed. We can't parent anymore. 
Part of the reason that we can't parent is the government's fault. The city's fault and the state fault. The fact that they will come in and take your child away from you because you spank them or discipline them, to me, is ridiculous. So a lot of people hear about that and they get they get scared. They don't want to discipline their kid. Well, I can't put my hand on them. If I do, I'm in trouble. I'm going to jail. Well, guess who's going to jail? And I let my kids know I'm willing to go to jail. And guess what? If you go to foster care, you're going to have a horrible life. And don't blame me. But if you don't discipline them, then what happens later on? The police department, the federal government, the DEA, the CIA, they would love to discipline your child for you because we're failing them. We're failing them miserably. How many times do you see some kid, 14, 15 years old, on the news, did some fucking stupid shit, or on the first 48 hours, or one of them crime shows, and they done did something totally ridiculous, and then they interview their moms, and what do their moms look like? The typical hood rat, right? And the first thing I think of always is where's this child's father? Fathers, we got to eat a lot of shit sometimes to be in our kid's life. I am a shining example of being divorced, And watching my ex-wife, who I'm cool with now, use my kids as a pawn against me. Won't let me talk to them on the phone. Couldn't do this. Couldn't do that. Pulling up. They not there. Disrespecting my visitation rights. Everything. But taking my bread every month. Taking that $6,000 away from me every single month. And I sent it like clockwork. Because it's all about my kids later on in their life. I knew that at some point. They would understand dad 100%, understand that I was there for him, trying to be there for him, trying to love on him all the time. You can't take your kids and disappear into another state where their dads don't know where they are. Oh, he's mentally abusive to me. Oh, these are the trigger words. Stop using them trigger words that don't hold true to you just because you want to be selfish and do what you want to do. Stop. Because a kid is not a puppy. A kid is not a doll baby. It's a human being. And you have a responsibility, as we all do, to take care of that child the right way. My friends are dating. Two of my best friends, they're dating. And I talk to them all the time about them dating these women with children. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you got to be in it and know what you're getting into. If you're going to get serious with her, the child comes along with it. My wife already had my daughter, Jasmine, when we got together. I understood that Jasmine was part of the package of me falling in love and marrying this woman. Jasmine's father is not what you would call a great father by any stretch of the imagination. He wasn't there for her financially. He wasn't there for her mentally. He wasn't there for her, period. And he knew she existed, and he knew where she was. He just wasn't a good guy. I stepped in and filled in that role. 
of being her father. I don't call her my stepdaughter. She's my daughter. She's been with me for over 20 years now. She's my daughter. I've done the same things for Jasmine that I've done for my other kids. She's my daughter. Dude wasn't around because he didn't want to be around. And I always thought the reason why he wasn't there for her the way he's supposed to be, especially after I started dating uh, my wife, is because looking in the reflection of himself, he's not seeing the man that I am. It's a lot of jealousy that went into that. Okay? A lot of jealousy. So I say that to say this. When you're getting involved with a woman, you got to know what you're getting involved with. Okay, so my friends that are dating, my two single best buds that are dating, neither one of them ever been married, don't understand the dynamics of being with a woman that has kids. And most of the time they're dating women that have more than one child. So I always say this to them. If they have a young kid and you're not sure if you want to be involved on that level, then stop dating women with young kids. That's not for you. Maybe it's better for you because you're an older gentleman and you're definitely not having no more kids. One of them has no kids at all. The other one has two. One, um, they live in different cities and his drama with his baby mother is totally different, which is crazy. And, um, you know, you have to understand that. And if it's not for you, it's not for you. Right. Women are cool when anything is not for them. But if you say something as a male that is not for you, then you're criticized. So for you guys, a woman with little kids is not for you. You need to find somebody with something in their 20s. That is easier for you to handle because you don't have to handle it. You understand what I'm saying? I chose to marry a woman that had an eight year old already. I already knew because I had kids. So how could I say anything when I got kids? I had four already. I had four. So you have to understand that aspect of it as well. The trap that we are falling into as entertainers and celebrities or just general as parents, I don't care how much money you got, is you're doing too much. I had this conversation with a lot of my friends. I've had a conversation with them with my friends that has never seen the kind of money that I've seen in my career. And I asked them all the same thing. Do you think that we've done too much? And they all said, yes, they've all said, if I could go back and do it again, I would do it totally differently because just like me, they all wanted more for their kids than what they had. They didn't want their kids to have to ask for this. They didn't want their kids to have to go work for this. They said, nah, I just wanted them to be children. But by the time they became adults, they were still in the children mindset that you're supposed to do everything. And at that point, you're like, no, no. My son lives with us now. He's 26. He's almost 27. January 7th, Z will be 27. Z is as sloppy as they come when it comes to his room. And you know the reason for that is? Because his mother used to do it all for them. See, we were divorced. So I was out the house. And I used to tell her all the time, make that boy do this. Make that boy do that. By the time she started making him do it, he was too far gone. Those are the kind of things you have to instill in them when they're small.
You can't wait till they're 16, 17, because by that time, they already have it in their head that you're going to do it for them. We're failing our kids miserably. I have friends that are teachers and principals. Okay? They tell me. I talk to my friend, Principal uh, Michelle Allen, all the time. And she tells me about the kind of parents that come up to the school. Let's, I'm going to be quite honest with y'all. And some of y'all might think, well, damn, Ed, some of y'all ain't qualified to be parents. Some of y'all need to take parenting classes before you have a baby because you think that this is, this is a joke in a game. It's not. You're not even educated yourself. You're not educated. You don't have your life together. So how do you figure that it's all right for you to bring a life into this world and to put your kid in a bad predicament, in a bad neighborhood with bad schooling, bad uh, bad food, bad everything from the beginning? And you know why you do it? Because you're a selfish motherfucker. That's all that is, is being selfish. Because you know it's not a good environment for a kid. Yet you bring a child into that environment. Then you don't discipline them. You, you, you treat your kid more like a friend than a parent. And then you wonder why they do something in the manner in which they do it. Because you didn't draw a line. We're failing our children. Miserably. And on my side of the coin, and I know there's a lot of people out there that's probably listening and say, well, Ed, we ain't never been on your side. I understand that, but I've been on your side. I can dig it. I know that there's different reasons why women are single mothers. I know that. I know that. I have an ex-wife and two baby mothers and a current wife. I know that. I know things don't always work out the way they're supposed to. I know that. I wasn't marrying uh, my oldest daughter's mother. I wasn't marrying her. I wasn't ready to be married. But I knew I had to be a father. I knew that because I got that from my parents. I knew that. My second oldest daughter, her mother went and married somebody else. She did. She did. They cut me out of the picture and then asked me to come back into the picture, and I still did it for my daughter because I'm a man. And then I got married, and then we had two children, and I got divorced. And then I met my wife that I've been with now almost 20 years, and she had a daughter, and we fell in love, and I knew that that was part of the package, and I helped raise her. So that's what it is. But I still knew that I had to be a dad no matter what. And guess what? Guess what I still got out of this parent trap that I'm telling y'all about? Guess what I got? He loves that one more than he loves me. And I gave everybody equal opportunity. Just because I did not reward bad behavior. Because I come from not being rewarded for bad behavior. And, you know, I get dad's harsh, dad's this, dad that. No, I just want the best for you, and I want to show you how to go get it yourself and not have to depend on anybody to give it to you. That right there could lead me into a whole different conversation 
about this stuff with a man with money. I had this conversation with one of my daughters about a man has to have this and a man has to have that. And I went into the David Mann mode. Be that person that you want. Do you have it? Have it for yourself. This way can nobody ever tell you what to do and how to do it. Being a loving relationship where you both have it is the greatest thing ever. This way, if you have to walk away, and you might, you can walk away knowing you have your own. And you don't have to depend on when he's going to give you the check, if he get mad at you and don't want to give you the check. You got your own. That's why I try to teach my girls. Stop sitting around waiting for somebody that got a gang of money. Because the average American doesn't have it. The average American is not in the 1% tax bracket. I used to be. I'm not anymore. To be 100% transparent, not in the 1% tax bracket anymore. I used to be. If the 1% tax bracket means you make over 100, over 200, then I'm in there. All right? But the point I'm trying to make is we have to do a better job of raising our children into becoming adults. Gentlemen. Even if you're not with your baby's mother, you have to take an active role into your child's life. Women, if you're not with your baby father, it's not going to work out. You're going separate ways. You have to allow him to have an active role in your child's life. We cannot continue to fail our children. Entertainers know that they're going to find a reason to complain about something. So we might as well prep them early and stop giving them every damn thing. Because when you want to stop giving it to them, then you become the worst person in the world. When they get 21, 22, 23, or they get out of college, if they even go, and you say, now it's time for you to make it on your own. Why you can't do it? You got money. You on TV, you got this, you got that. I see it. It's the parent trap. We all going to go through it. I'm telling you, I don't know one person, not one. It probably hasn't manifested itself for some people. I have young people, and if you don't ever go through it, God bless you. But there's not one celebrity and I'm pretty much six degrees from everybody that I have not seen go through this. Teddy Riley went through it hard. It's that in, in what do they call that shit? Entitlement that these kids have because their parents have money. You see it with the richest, rich, rich white people. Their kids go off and do dumb shit. Until you got a real ass in. The same way Paris Hilton was out there acting a damn fool till her parents had to sit down and say, listen, we about to cut you off, period. And not care about the press, not care about anything. You are embarrassing this family. It's always something. If you have multiple kids, it's going to be one of your kids. It's going to happen. That sometime in your life, you're not going to get along with. And I don't understand why that seemed to have manifested itself within my generation moving forward. Whereas we held our parents in the highest regard. But the spoiled kids that used to live across the street from me, Derek and Craig Tillman, I've seen them curse their father out in the middle of the street. I would never, ever curse my dad out.
there was a level of respect that we had for our parents, my generation, that I don't see happening right now. All I hear about these trigger words that you assume that your parents were when your parents was trying to do the best that they can do for them. Fellas, be active. I don't care how much shit she puts you through. Try your best to be as active as you can in your child's life. If it means that you got to not buy that new car and get a used car so that you have money to travel or go see your kid, make sure that your child knows you have FaceTime. You have all of these things that you can do. Ladies, unless this man was physically abusive to you and your child, he has a right to see and be a part of his child's life. Stop moving across the country and leaving this man in the city because you mad about something that happened between him and you. Oh, he cheated. He was a serial cheater. What does that have to do with him loving his child? Give him an opportunity to be a parent because if you don't, that kid is going to have a freaking hole in their heart. As big as the Grand Canyon. They're never satisfied. We have to do better with teaching our children the value of a dollar and how to get it, how to get educated. Some of us out there doing a fantastic job. A lot of people are blended families like we are, and we're doing the best that we can. But when you see a father and mother team like T.I. and Tiny do the best that they can so that their children don't have to worry about the humble beginnings that like that like they come from and already started off at a better level and then don't see that that's appreciated. You bought me the big house with the big yard, but I had nothing to do. How dare you? What do you want? You want to grow up in a war zone? I seen T.I. tell King, man, you want to be from the hood so bad. And that ain't where you from. At all. Speaking of T.I., his third album, Urban Legend, came out November 30th, 2004. November 30th is when I'm recording this, so congratulations to T.I. 2004, that's how long ago we've been talking about T.I. Man, we got to do better. There's a parent trap out there. The trap is that if you don't discipline them, the state or the city will. And that goes for girls and guys. We got to do a better job at parenting. This podcast is called The Parent Trap and More. I'm going to take a break, and the and more is coming up. Come on, son, son. This episode of Come on, son, the podcast is being brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you know you're getting a real deal. Whether you're looking for a head-turning handbag or a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gym, or sneakers and streetwear that makes every step feel fly. It's like the first time I was looking for them Jordan 1s, like when they really came out and I couldn't get my hands on them. And it was something about that sneaker that I always wanted to have because I never got it in the very, very, very beginning. I fell in love with that sneaker. And when I finally got it, oh, baby. These days, to know for sure you're getting a real deal, go straight to eBay when you're searching. Just look for that blue check mark. It will say authenticity guarantee. That means when you buy it, you can be confident that it's authenticated by real experts. You got to get it from eBay because then you know you got the real deal. 
Now you know that when something is limited and you can't find it, you can find it on eBay. Listen, when you're finally ready to buy that thing that you love, you have to make sure you're not going to catch a fake. They're everywhere, and it's really tough to tell the difference for yourself. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, that's easy. So again, look for the blue check mark. That way, when it hits your doorstep, not only do you know it's real, but that feeling you get when you put it on is also for real. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. For me, there's nothing better than showcasing my joy. Our friends at Frito-Lay know that joy is bold, vivacious, and contagious. Joy gives life flavor, rhythm, and vibes. And when joy takes flight, it can't be contained. It is robust. More than a smile or a laugh, it's an infectious experience. So here's to all the creators that inspire us with your creativity and passion. Let's keep filling the world with joy. And make sure you look out for the My Joy campaign powered by Frito-Lay. Tough? It's in your DNA. It drives your resilience. Even when they told you that you couldn't, you did what no one else could because you're different from the rest. Every day you work hard to conquer challenges, making the impossible happen. And tomorrow, you'll do it all over again with a truck that's just as tough as you. Explore the best Ford truck for you today at Ford.com. Built Ford Tough. Come on, son. Come on, son. The podcast. So since this stuff has been happening, especially with, with Diddy, with Puff, um, I don't know what's true and what's not true. I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what's true and what's not true. I'm not privy. I wasn't an insider. I wasn't there. I never, ever saw Puff slap Cassie or kick Cassie. And I'm not saying that Cassie is lying. All I'm saying is that I personally don't know, has never seen it. I've seen a couple of things floating around today on Instagram said, please stop asking me about Puff and Bad Boy. I've been asked the same questions as somebody that's known Puff for a very, very, very long time. A long time. So I can't claim to be on the inside of things. Um, Foxy Brown had put out a statement on social media saying, Puff put M's in my pocket. At the time, I had the best of both worlds, Bad Boy and Def Jam. I think a lot of people took offense to that because she's a woman but all she could talk about is her experiences. I think the timing of it was probably off because there are a lot of women out there that have gone through sexual harassment and rape and horrible things like that. It's a lot of them, a whole lot of them. And a lot of their stories are absolutely true. A lot of them. But since that adult, uh, Survivors Act came out that ended on Thanksgiving in New York City. A lot of people have come forward. So I guess we have to leave it to the court system to look into each and every individual case to say whether or not they're right, they're lying, or they're telling the truth. As far as the Diddy Cassidy, I mean the Diddy 
Cassie thing is concerned, or Puff or Puffy, whatever you want to call it, the fallout for is immeasurable. Um, now the Grammys are having problems because I think he was invited to the Grammys, and now you got a lot of artists saying that we don't want to sit next to this dude, or we don't want to sit near this dude. You know, it got paid off. It, it was paid off because it wasn't exactly like she just sued Puff, period. She sued Sean Combe Enterprises. She sued the companies. The companies have insurance. So the insurance company was like, we're not going deep into this. We're just going to pay it off and make it go away. So now he has to step down as a CEO of Revolt. DeLeon don't want to be involved with him amid all of these allegations and everything that's been happening. There's been two more allegations against him. There's been two more allegations against Cuba Gooden Jr. There's been allegations against Jamie Foxx, Hoff Pierre, who used to be um, the president of, of Bad Boys, an allegation out against him, L.A. Reid, Aaron Hall, and Puff on an alleged date rape, drugging, um, videoing without permission. There's a lot of stuff for the court system to sift through. And public opinion is an MF, ain't it? So I'm not going to speak on whether or not I know it's right or wrong. I'm not going to victim blame either. I'm not going to do any of that. None of it. Whatsoever. But I would hate it if I was being victimized in a reverse fashion. If I was being blamed for something that I totally didn't do for somebody to try to get a quick buck out of me, I would be totally, totally devastated. But it kind of makes people not want to deal with people at all. And did you know a lot of this stuff is about the jail system in New York? Like there's probably the names that came out is what made everybody go ooh, ooh, ooh. But there's probably more cases against Rikers Island the prison, the jail in New York than it has been against any celebrity. So that's something else that, that we have to kind of pay attention to, you know, because there's always so many things going on that we don't really, really pay that much attention to, but we have to. On another note, Black Friday just passed. Target got busted and went viral. Did y'all see that? Target's fake Black Friday deals were exposed online. A young woman was walking through Target. And she was like, look at these deals at Target. But right behind it was the price that Target had for the same item before they stuck the sign in front of it that said Black Friday deals. So she just pulled it out and it's the same exact price. So you got to be careful, consumers, because, you know, we ain't got like the surplus of dough that we had before. They just did a uh, survey that said the average American household could use another 11400 and something dollars just to be even in the way the economy is right now. U.S. home prices have hit another record high. In September, it's been rising for the eighth straight month. Eight consecutive months of increases. Mortgage rates are above 7%. Above 7%.
Compared to a year ago, the National Composite Index also rose with prices of 3.9% from September. Housing prices are ridiculous. It's crazy. A lot of people can't even afford to buy a house right now. It's almost like you got to be super dumb rich in order to get a house. And you would think that a lot of these companies that came together, these venture capitalists or whatever, and they started buying up everybody's houses would see if people ain't got no money for that, what you trying to get for that house? Because we know now you bought a bunch of them and now you're trying to hike the price up because you invested the wrong way and you're trying to get your house. You're trying to get your money back that you put into buying all of these houses. All of these groups that, that got together and snatched up all these houses and was like, yeah, we're going to sell these houses for a profit. And these are not beat up houses. These are just like very regular Houses that should be two hundred, three hundred thousand. That people are asking seven hundred thousand dollars for these houses. I looked at one because I was like, "Damn, babe, we gonna stay here?" And then you know what you want to do? You want to you want to you know move? We don't have a lot of yard, and I've always wanted a nice yard. So my wife sent me this house, and I looked at this house, and I'm like, "Babe, okay, got a theater room and all of that, but pretty much so do we." down in the basement, right? We just didn't convert it into a theater room. We could. We have the space for it. And um, you know, I had a couch in there, chairs. I got my humidor, where I smoke my cigars, watch my TV with surround sound. My man cave. My bars down there. My bourbons and scotches are there. My friends come over. We watch the games. We chill. Do our thing. It's a bedroom down there, a full bathroom down there. It's, it's a good space. They wanted like $850,000 for this house. Almost a million dollars. I was like, no way. And it's not like I was getting acreage. Now, if I spend almost a million dollars, I want some acreage. I want a lot of land. I mean, enough. Are you kidding me? I want to do my Rick Ross thing and put like, a cow or something on that line so for the tax break. I need some room for a million dollars. When I had my house in New Jersey, I bought the house from the guy who, who built the house. There was two big plots. There's a big-ass plot of land, and he built two houses on that land. And the house that he built is the house that I bought from him. When I bought that house, he wanted $750,000 for the house. That was the asking price. I got him down to five fifty, Because the house was out there and was nobody trying to buy the house. I got him for five fifty. These housing prices are out of control and it's hurting people that want to have the American dream. You can't, you, you, you're not getting the American dream. It's crazy. You know what, y'all? I realized, switch subjects for a minute. I realized that I'm hating. I realized that because every every uh, December or so, as we go into the new year, I figure out people that I'm really tired of. And it's not because they did anything wrong. It's just because they're in the news so much 
and everybody is talking about them, that I'm tired of it. And I really don't want to hear about them anymore. And then I realize that I'm hating. And I'm going to tell you why I realize that I'm hating. Because I know from being in the entertainment business this long that if I was in their shoes, I would be doing exactly what they're doing. Exactly. I would be working my tailbone off the same way they are. And they're being super successful with it. And I'm hating because I'm tired of hearing about them. Usher is probably number one. Okay, I've seen the concert. You've all posted it. It's been posted a million trillion times. My wife looks it up. Oh, my God. I wanted to see Usher before he left Vegas. I didn't get a chance to see Usher. When Usher first was going to Vegas, my wife had no idea. I told her Usher got uh, a residency in Vegas. I told her. I told her. I told her because somebody told me. I said, Usher got a, you know, a thing going on in Vegas, a residency. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's going to be dope because I know Usher and I know how hard Usher works, even though I'm fucking sick of hearing about Usher right now. And she didn't listen. Now that everybody was going, everybody was posting, Usher's singing to women, women are swooning. Now all of a sudden she wanted to go see Usher. At that time. Oh, I'm going to miss it. Uh, you could have went when he first got there before it became super popular on social media. But your phone in your hand all the time. So Usher's on my list of people I'm sick of. Nah, I ain't Usher fault. I love Usher. Just fucking tired of hearing your name. Beyonce, another one. I would love for Beyonce to take a five-year break. I'm tired of hearing about her. Really, I am. I'm hating. I'm hating. I know Beyonce's fantastic. I know she's a hardworking young lady that deserves all the accolades that she's getting. Mate, fucking tired of listening. hearing about Beyonce. I don't give a fuck. Seriously, it's not, it's not all her fault. No, it's for real. And it's probably a good thing because the people that are doing their thing so much, they're constantly being talked about. And I, for one, am just tired of hearing about them. Kevin Hart is another one. I can't turn on my TV without seeing fucking Kevin Hart. It's not Kevin's fault. Kevin's fucking hilarious. He is. He's a great comedian. I've seen Kev come from the bottom, from Little Kevin the Bastard, movies, TV, radio, everything. I'm not mad at Kevin Hart. I'm just fucking tired of hearing Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart, Kevin Hart. You move over for a minute, Kev. Make room for somebody else. And fucking break. Kevin Hart me to death. Now the chase card. I look on TV. Here he is. Holding on the fucking chase card. Ah, and fucking break. Shaq. Love Shaq. Fucking hate talk. I don't want to hear no more about Shaq. I don't give a fuck about your Shaqaroni. I don't give a fuck about the General. I don't give a fuck about the Carnival Cruise Line. I don't give a fuck. You shoving Shaq down my goddamn throat. Pause. want to hear about Shaq no more. Tired of fucking Shaq. Shaq, 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 Shaq. Oof, ah, that fucking break. But God bless him. You dig where I'm coming from with this? This is me. This is me hating. Taylor fucking Swift. Oh, my God. Taylor Swift is the brand new fucking Eminem on a female tip. 
Taylor Swift is dating one of the Kelsey brothers. Who gives a flying fuck? Okay? Taylor Swift is a huge star. Taylor Swift re-recorded her own music. And they went out and bought the shit. I'm tired. I don't want to hear about Taylor Swift no more. I I just don't want to hear about it. I want to hear about it. Simone Biles is married to a football player. She is not married to Travis Kelsey. Simone Biles is married. She is the most decorated gymnast in the history of gymnastics. She go to a game for her husband. I believe he plays for the Carolina Panthers. She goes to the game and nobody puts the camera on her, but probably one time, but every freaking time the, the Kansas City Chiefs score a touchdown and, and, and Taylor Swift is there, they put the fucking camera on Taylor Swift. White people, you're a fucking trip. You're a trip. Because you know what Taylor Swift is? Taylor Swift is only there so Beyonce is not the biggest artist in the world. Think about it. They do it to you every fucking time. And 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 I know y'all going to say now, and white people that listen to me, you're going to say, Ed, that's not true. It is. It is. It's true. Taylor Swift was not a pop star. She was a country western star. Beyonce was a pop star. They made sure that Taylor Swift blew up on the pop side of things. Is that taking anything away from her talent? No. But is she as fucking talented as Beyonce? Absolutely not. But black people can't reign supreme. They got to have somebody white that can do it. It's the same shit they did when Janet Jackson was reigning supreme. Found a reason to get rid of Janet. The Super Bowl fiasco, that wasn't her fault. Justin Timberlake is the one that ripped off the wrong part of her damn outfit. She just happened to have a nipple ring on. And it was her fault. And guess who kept going? Justin Timberlake. And then here comes Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera, Gwen Stefani. All of them. I'm fucking tired of hearing about Taylor Swift. I'm tired of The Rock. Tired of him. I don't want to hear no more about The Rock and whatever movie he making. I don't care. I want to hear about The Rock. The Rock is, is getting on my last nerve. For a smiling, goof-ass smile, all that shit. It's just kind of weird that your property in Hawaii didn't get burnt in the wildfires. You are Oprah. But everybody else shit did. And then there's rumors about you gave that little bullshit money. All that money you got. You're the highest. You at one point, I don't know if it is right now. I know you're not the highest grossing. But for a minute, you was the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Like $25, $30 million a flick. Now, I know ain't all your money. You're probably only getting 15. But still, that's a nice 15, bro. You know? Because you make a 30 million, government take a half. At least 49%. So I dig where you're coming from, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. And you work hard for it. You're damn good. You're damn good, bro. I ain't mad at you. I'm, I'm just saying I'm hating. That's all I'm saying. Everybody out there that I mentioned, I'm at least six degrees of separation from each and every one of them. Less than that. And they know I don't mean this in a harmful, bitter, mal- uh, malice. I have no malice in my heart against these people. This means they're doing extremely well. Because if they weren't, I wouldn't have any reason to say I'm fucking sick and tired of them. 50 Cent, my homie, Queens, New York, extremely happy for Fifth. From his humble beginnings on the South Side to where he is now, media mogul, 
I'm happy, but I'm tired of them. Tired of them. 50 said this. Did you see what 50 did? You see how 50 went at Diddy? Tired of Diddy too. Another one. Man, everybody about tired of Diddy right now, but I'm not going to. Hey, listen, I wasn't there. I don't know. Bodyguards coming out of talking. Why? Because his son is locked up in Dubai. He felt like Puff is supposed to help him. I was loyal to you. You was loyal to him because you was getting a check. Let's call it what it is. Okay? But 50 Cent. 50 Cent say anything. Somebody tell asking me about it. You see what 50 said about Puff? You, you see what 50 said? I'm fucking sick of 50 Cent. Can I go a day without hearing these people's names? That's all I'm saying. That's why I'm hating. Because I can't get a day. Beyonce took a picture. Oh, she's trying to be white. Megan D. Stallion, I'm fucking sick of you, too. Sick of you. I'm hating. Shannon Sharp was talking about busting her down. Now that's disrespectful. He ain't say he was going to do anything molest her. Okay, now men can't say shit, but she could twerk and, and show booty and damn near pussy all over the place. But he can't say if I had her, she'd be open like saloon doors. She'd be spread like a quarter to three. He can't say that. Oh, Uncle Shannon, that's rude. How is it rude? What she's doing, she can do what she's going to do, but he can't say what he want to say. Well, in the light of all the sexual, he didn't do nothing to her. He said what he would do to her sexually is his podcast. If you don't like it, it's Ocho Cinco's podcast. If you don't like it, you ain't got to listen to this shit. Okay, but he's on my list too. I'm tired of fucking Shannon Sharp. All right, give me a fucking break, Shannon. Go sit down somewhere and take Stephen A. with you. Tired of that motherfucker too. Damn, it's only because I'm hating. Oh, 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 oh my! Give me a break for 2024 list. Steve fucking Harvey. Love you, Steve Harvey. I do respect Steve. He's a cigar smoker like me. I'm happy for his success because I know how hard he works. But am I fucking hating? Yes, I am. Oh, my God. Family fucking feud. Judge Steve. Kids say the darnest things. The Steve Harvey show reruns. The radio fucking show. I'm tired of you. I'm tired of you because I probably want to be like you. Because if I had your hand, Steve, I would run like a motherfucker with it too, bro. I would. I would. I ain't going to lie to you, Steve. I would do the same thing you're doing. But I'm hating. This is my chance to hate because all you people that I just named are super successful. And you're doing your thing. And because you're doing it so big and so well, you're making me tired of hearing about you. Drake, another one. Fuck out of my face, Drake. Okay? Give me a break, Drake. Break and Drake should go in the same category together. You just finished an album and a tour. Now you're going back on tour again. Can somebody else go on tour, Drake? Huh? Please? I'm hating because you're doing your thing. Marvel. All of these movies. Marvel. Marvel. The Miss Marvel shit. That last movie. Trash. Super trash, bruh. Super duper trash. Raking it in, bro. Raking it in. 
Time you turn around, Marvel got some other shit coming out. It don't even be good shit. Last couple of choices, mediocre at best. Stop doing all these sequels. We don't want all of these fucking sequels. You know what you should do, Marvel? Take a book. Go. I'm gonna tell you who you will hire. I'm gonna John Favreau. Hire him. Hire him, because they know how to take a character, right from the Mandalorian and Ahsoka, and make a brand new series out of it, and it's well written. And it's beautiful. And sometimes they'll mix in the other stuff. You got to create something new. That's what they're doing over there. Go look at what George Lucas and them are doing. Because the shit you're doing is trash holder. Okay? Stop fucking making up superheroes. Marvel, I'm about sick of your shit. I'm sick of you. I'm hating. I'm hating. Y'all got to understand where I'm coming from when I'm telling y'all that I'm a hater right now because I see what's going on, okay? And while I'm hating, can I say something? And this ain't got nothing to do with people's uh, success. Not this one. This new color purple. Why you touch the color purple? The color purple as it stands was amazing. You cannot duplicate that. I don't think you're going to be able to give me a color purple that can stand next to the very original color purple, Whoopi Goldberg. Do you know that Whoopi Goldberg is an EGOT winner? She's won an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar, and a Tony. That's what EGOT stands for. She's won. She's an amazing talent. So you got Fantasia playing the part of Whoopi Goldberg. Now, don't get me wrong. Fantasia is a great singer. Actress, I don't know yet. You got Taraji P. Henson, great actress, playing Sugar Avery. Danny Glover was Danny Glover, B. The dude that you got playing Mr.'s part resembles Danny Glover, and I've seen him act in other shit, but... Danny Glover was Danny Glover. You dig where I'm coming from? I don't know if y'all should have did that. Some things just need to stand by themselves for perpetuity. And in my opinion, the color purple was one of them. You know, the same way you can't remake Goodfellas. You can't. And I know that there's people out there that was like, damn, Goodfellas was so long ago. I bet you we could do that shit over. Nah. You can't, you can't do Goodfellas over, y'all. You can't. You just can't. So we are getting close to Christmas, y'all. And uh, this Christmas, I'm going to tell y'all something. All these kids want for Christmas this year is those Robux and gaming subscriptions. That's it. There's no new hot toy. Now, I might be wrong because I don't have little, little kids. But I've lived long enough to remember the hot toys. Every Christmas, there's a super hot toy. I don't see it. I know kids are playing games. And with those Robux, they can unlock stuff. They can create stuff. They can do this, that, and the third. And with those gaming subscriptions, they can do a lot more. And I understand now the systems and they sit there and they're gaming and 
and they having competitions and kids are winning millions of dollars for knowing how to play Fortnite and crazy stuff like that. What I didn't know that that was a free game and all the other extra, extra stuff you had to pay for. I told my son I should create a car like that. This is a basic car. And you can have this car. But ain't shit in the car, though. Anything you want extra, you would just have to pay for it. Steering wheel costs extra, the tires, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> but I didn't know Fortnite was basically a free game because I've never played it. I'm not a gamer like that. But I'm telling y'all what these kids want for Christmas is Robux gaming subscriptions. Now, for me, I'm in a great place. My youngest is 23. Summer rain. I don't technically have to buy summer anything for Christmas, but I do. My son's I is 27. I'll still get him something for Christmas. He lives in the house. My daughter Jasmine's 28. Zaya's almost 27. He's 26 now. But Jasmine's 28. She doesn't live here anymore, but she'll still be here for the holidays and we'll exchange some kind of Christmas present. But it's not major dough like it used to be. Dig what I'm saying? I got a couple of grandkids. They'll probably get some Robux and some gaming subscriptions. And that's it. Monitor the water. We're very close to Christmas, which means we're very close to the end of the year. And so far, this has been a wonderful, wonderful year for my podcast. And I thank everyone that had a hand in it. And I thank you more for listening. And I'm going to tell you why I'm so thankful that y'all listen. Thank you to all the sponsors in 2023. Appreciate each and every one of y'all. But the reason why I, I love y'all so much for listening is because a lot of times I don't even have a guest. And you just listen to me because you respect me and you respect my opinion. That means more to me than gallivanting a guest in front of you Every week. Now, I will do more guests in 2024 than I did in 2023, but I know I don't have to. And that means a lot to me as just a voice. I've been doing it for a long time. On the 29th of this month, we celebrated 30 years since the Ed, Lisa, and Dre show on Hot 97 in New York revolutionized hip-hop radio forever. We were the first all First morning show on an all-hip-hop radio station in the entire country. Everyone that's doing it right now are only doing it because we were successful. I'm not talking about at night. I'm not talking about on the weekends when hip-hop was being played. I'm talking about Hot 97 was the first all-hip-hop FM radio station in this entire country, and everybody followed suit once Hot 97 was successful, the very first successful morning show was Ed, Lisa, and Dre. Don't get it twisted. As successful as all these other shows have been, every show, all of them, V103's Ticket in the Morning, Breakfast Club, everything, L'Oreal's show, whatever show was on in in, in any city, we started it first. Steve Smith, God rest your soul. Thank you for having the foresight to put that together, to say, 
I want Ed Love and Dr. Dre, but I need Lisa G, a radio veteran. We did it first 30 years ago on November 29th. That's nothing. And I know, you know, I'm not going, I'm not even in the Black Radio Hall of Fame. I don't know how that's possible, but I'm not as of this recording. But we did it first. And it's good to know that 30 years later, I'm still on the radio in New York, 94 7 the block. I'm on the radio in Vegas, Chicago, Seattle. San Francisco, and many other places. And I have a podcast that you guys listen to. So from the bottom of my heart, thank you so much. This has been Come On, Son, the podcast, the parent trap, and more. I'm at Lover. Keep God first. Everything else will fall into place. I'll talk at you, with you, to you, and about that ass next week. All right? Until the next time we ride together, slide together, laugh out loud together, at Lover. Krista Hayes, Cam P, saying God bless each and every one of y'all. Thank y'all for tuning us in and not tuning us out. I give you the good shit and never the bullshit. Right here on the Ed Lover Experience, the Kibbutz, son, the podcast. See, I got so many things going. I get them mixed up with what I'm doing. It's Kibbutz, son, the podcast. I love you more than cook food. Take care of yourselves. Until next week, Kibbutz, son. Now get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Kibbutz, son, son. This episode of Come On, Son, the podcast is produced, engineered, and edited by Cam Quotes and Krista Hayes. Recorded out of Atlanta, Georgia, this is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast brought to you by Ed Lover. Come on, son, son. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.